solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, John, before we get started today, I want to ask you something. Who do you think has the worst head coaching job in the city of Houston? Steven Silas or David Cully? David Cully, easily. Really? Easily. Really. Easily. The Texans have the chance to go 0 and 17. <laughs> 17. The Texans have the chance to go 0 and 17 next season. That's how I feel about this team and their potential. Welcome into Locked On Texans, the Daily Texans Talking News podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys to open up today's show on this Thursday. Hopefully, you've shaken back from your Cinco de Mayo. Had a great show yesterday. Want to have another great show. Cody is who I do the show with. Cody, where can they find you on Twitter and all social medias? You can find me at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. For today's show, John McClain, man, is uh, predicting that None of the rookies that were drafted in this year's draft will see significant playing time. That will be two years in a row. Also, I had an opportunity to talk to David Turner, former NFL scout, CFL executive. He now sits on the board of the HBCU Committee for uh, Combines, scouting for combines. And so that's big. But we had an opportunity to talk about Davis Mills, talk about Brevin Jordan and Nico Collins, what we liked, what he liked, and how the Houston Texans actually did snag a couple of good players. And just to end it off, I'm going to continue about the players that we saw taken in this year's draft and how this can affect what John McClain says. They may or may not get a lot of playing time for next season. So I'm very excited to talk about that. But Cody, John McClain and his claims, how bad is it that Houston will have back-to-back years that – your first or second or third round pick does not uh well, I'm sorry, your first or second or third pick does not see significant playing time. Last year it was due to COVID. This year, to John McClain's point, you're gonna highlight there are a lot of veterans that were brought in. And is that a shock? Is that alarming for Houston? Should that be another worry about this year's draft class? Because if that's the case, then the draft grade for the immediate year would immediately decline. Yes, John McClain's statement was somewhat alarming to say the least, because John, as you mentioned, this will be the second year in the row that the Texans will be putting themselves in a position where they would not be playing their draft class for another season. And John McClain made this statement on Sports Radio 610 Morning Show, Pain and Pendergast. And his actual quote read, one of the problems with all these draft choices and undrafted free agents, you have 37 veterans who were brought in and all except for one are on one and two year contracts. These guys are going to come in. They're going to be hungry to prove themselves to play well enough to get an extension. And I think it will be hard to get rookies playing time due to all the veterans brought in. While that may be very understanding, if the players are completely just flat out better, play them. Right? We, I mean, we saw last year around week seven, week eight, we knew at that point Jonathan Grenard couldn't be 
worse than Whitney Merciless. Play him. Uh, but if you have one of those situations where the player is just not ready, don't play him, which is why we didn't see a lot of Ross Blacklock last year. It really comes down to just playing the best player available. But I do think a couple of things. Nico Collins would be presumably better than the third receiver on this team right now, whoever that may be. Uh, Brevin Jordan has the potential to be a day one starter because of his uh, vertical threat that he brings to this team uh, compared to the other tight ends on this depth chart. Those are the two players where it's, it wouldn't be shocking if we didn't see them play uh, significant playing time early on, because it seems like they will be better than the other players at that position. That's all, man. Like, we, let's not let's not do this veteran year crap again for two years in a row. Didn't work last year. It's not going to work this year. John, really quick before moving on, the 2020 draft class last year, of course, headlined by Ross Blacklock, the five guys that they drafted averaged a combined 18 snaps last season. We started off the episode with a, a discussion that was sponsored by John McClain. However, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts your car would ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you their way. And Texans fans, listen up, Nuggets. The number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nuggets total, text DRAFT to 231231. To get your complimentary bottle of Nuggets total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nuggets Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Messages and data rates may apply. Thank you guys, Locked On Texans listeners, for sticking around. I just want to – I'm excited to have this guy on the show today. He has a ton of experience in the NFL, CFL as well. So welcome to the show, David Turner, owner and director of Maverick Sports Consultant and former NFL scout, CFL executive. Glad to have the time and opportunity to talk football with you today, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on, John. This is exciting. It's uh... It's a team that I, I've actually, I entered the league in 2002 and I have a ticket from the first inaugural game that hmm. the Houston Texans ever played because I worked at the Miami Dolphins at the time and we, we were the team that played them. And so I still have the ticket from that game uh, in, on my mantle. So this is great to talk a little Texans football today. Are you going to sell that? You know, that may be worth some money. And maybe, you know, that's uh, something I'm passing down to the kids. There's a few uh, things that I've gotten some football sign and some helmets and things that the kids are going to get when I'm dead and gone. Got to keep the legacy going. So, David, I'm sure you've heard and seen the mixed reviews on Davis Mills out of Stanford. From your perspective, what is Houston actually getting out of a prospect who was number one in the nation coming out of high school, but has limited collegiate experience on the football field? 
I think they're getting a very technically sound individual who seems to read the read the field uh, correctly. Uh, word out of Stanford, he's a heck of a leader. He's a good on the field and off the field guy. There's no character concerns with him, and he's he's an individual who the team seems to rally around. Um, I know the playing stuff and injuries are kind of a question mark for me because I'm not sure if he's going to stay healthy and all that stuff. I really thought he might go to the um, New Orleans Saints in the first round. I had some people out, out of the Saints camp telling me they might take him at that wow. that pick where they took Peyton Turner just because he fits Sean Payton's scheme so well. So when they didn't take him and they passed on him twice, I was actually quite surprised. Um, and then to see him in the third round really was a little surprising for me. Uh, I like the, I like the fit with the new coordinators and stuff that they have there. I think he obviously is a different player than Deshaun, but for me, you're getting a very technically sound, uh, almost pro ready quarterback that if he had more starts and the PAC 12 uh, season wasn't so messed up, this kid really had a chance to come up the draft boards. Yeah. When I did my research on him and watched some film, one thing that stood out to me was he's a, he comes off as a pro ready quarterback. He can make NFL throws. The best throw I actually saw him make was an out route. That was beautifully placed to the wide receiver. It's only where he can get it. And I like that, but there were some things that concern me. Lack of experience, health. And after watching tape on him, he does seem to have, you know, this one read type of play recognition. And I think that's one of his inconsistencies. We've seen him do it here, there, but a lot of times he is a one read quarterback. But as a former scout, a scout, you know, to this day, what are the what are some of the things that you like the most about Mills that can translate to the pros? I like his footwork balance and, and ball velocity the most. Those are the top three things, because in the pocket, a lot of people like the excuse me why I go on a tiny rant, but a lot of fools get get cool, get uh, fooled on these and one quarterbacks, as I call them now, that can go off script, that roll out of the pocket, that are good when the play breaks down and then they sling it and make a huge play. But football games are one from the pocket. When your quarterback knows how to work that three by three space inside the pocket and find the open passing lanes and then have the um, balance in his step and his velocity and his arm to generate a ball or I should say force a ball into tight areas, things that we've seen Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning brothers, uh, you know, Brent Marathisberger, Joe Montana, and, you know, Dan Marino's always do. Then, then you have a special quarterback. This kid seems to have that kind of ability to, to generate from his feet up a velocity and fit it into tight spaces. Not saying that he's in that caliber. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that when you watch Russell Wilson come out of school, he had similar traits when it came to generating the ball velocity from his feet through his arm and not just being an arm thrower like Cam Newton is, right? Not just being a slinger. He is actually a thrower. He's a good quarterback mechanics. So for me to watch this kid when I evaluated him, I was like, wow, this guy has got some traits. I didn't even realize Stanford had a quarterback coming out this year until pretty late in the process because – even being here in Tempe, Arizona, I didn't watch a lot of Stanford uh, football the last couple of years being truthful. So when I watched him and I broke him down, I, like you said, I think he has pro ready traits. The one read stuff, a lot of times this guy was open. So he just put the ball on him, you know, and if he pulled it down, he had a, a running lane to run into. And again, this year's draft pool for quarterbacks, 
very limited in talent. When you look at only about six of them really being pro ready, and this was, I believe, the sixth guy off the board, the Texans had to take them. And, and I think by taking them, they actually got a pretty good prospect here. I thought Minnesota was going to take him and the Texans would wind up with Mons. But that's they what a lot of people thought. I, yeah, I they flipped it because I thought this kid fit more of the Minnesota scheme with Kirk Cousins and would fit naturally there if the you know obviously didn't go to New Orleans, and Mons would fit the system that's currently being run down there in Houston. That got flipped. So honestly, this guy with the coordinators, like I said before, I think he fits what I'm hearing they want their system to be, and they would like Deshaun to be a pocket passer, and this kid kind of has those traits. So they might pull that offense together similarly um, around what this guy's traits are to develop. Let's transition to the wide receiver room with Nico Collins set out the 2020 year uh, last played in 2019. Despite that was invited to the senior bowl, had a good pro day. I liked it. Uh, what about Nico Collins who was ranked the 24th best receiver before the draft intrigued the Texans and what should we expect out of him? Yeah, I really think the the rankings were were idiotic because he's a much better receiver than 24. Um, when he was at the Senior Bowl, you saw his athleticism and skill in, in the air. He was almost like a ballerina plucking the ball when there were contested catches that, where he had to climb the ladder to go get it. Very natural off his feet, very natural in those contested situations with strong hands, pulling it away from defenders. I think this is a vertical threat wide receiver who I liked a lot. You know, I projected him to a few teams that have the vertical stretch um, concept. I did not see the Texans taking him. I thought they would fill other needs. But when they did, I was like, that's a good pick. Good pick. I mean, honestly, in the third round at the 26th pick, that was a good pick. And they, I believe they traded up to come get him. So obviously Nick and the team targeted him. Um, if he was sitting there, they couldn't pass on him. I really like this pick. I think it gives – Whoever your quarterback is, a wide receiver with very good uh, catch radius, strong hands, uh, vertical threat ability. And, and again, I, I think he, he was hurt by sitting out the season. If he would have played, he would have been up the draft boards further than this with the skills I saw uh, at the Senior Bowl as well as off the old, older film. I will say this. I think sitting out for him helped him get better in some of the areas he struggled with, in a sense. Uh, I think his release and route running ability from what I saw in the 2019 to how much better, 2019 season to how much better his release off the line was during the pro days, during the senior bowl, it got better to me. Uh, and then I was also able to understand that maybe the issues that I had with him going against man coverage wasn't necessarily him. It was just Shea Patterson was his quarterback. And mm -hmm. Shea, Shea Patterson, you know, who also was a top-ranked quarterback coming out of uh, high school, just wasn't that good in Michigan. Do you think his release and route running ability will be a big problem going into the pros or with his strength? His strength being uh, he has run a 4-4 speed, can catch those 50-50 balls more times than not. Will that actually help him in those areas? I think, he's gonna, I think he's going to be dynamic. I, I do. I think a lot of teams that took lesser uh, receivers in the second round are going to look at this pick and be like, man, we wish we would have pulled the trigger on him. You got size, strong hands, uh, vertical speed, at, like you said, 4-4 speed, and adjustability, catch radius is huge. This is a kid that, to me, is an absolute steal in the third round. Yeah, and with putting up numbers like that with Shea Patterson as your quarterback, I'd love to see what a 
a quarterback that, you know, can actually play the position, can do for you. David Turner, owner and director of Maverick Sports Consultant. Follow him on Twitter at D underscore Turner 47. Before I let you go, the hype around Brevin Jordan. Is it real? Did Houston really get a steal in this draft? It depends on how they're looking at him. If they're going to play him like Miami does, like Gazeki as a pass receiving style mismatch type in and not look to him to be much of a physical blocker and stuff. I think they did. I think, again, this gives another very big target in the fifth round. Brevin was graded in the third in most people's draft rooms. I don't know why he went in the fifth. I don't know if there's medical issues or off-field concerns, being frank. Um, It's not something I dived hard into for him. But for me, when I saw him falling down the draft uh, charts, I'm like, this is interesting because I like his catchability. I like his uh, route running. I think he knows how to get open. He is a bit of a what us old guys call tweeners um, because you're not sure if he's a big X or, uh, you know, put a couple extra pounds on him and uh, make him make him into a, a tight end. So where is he going to fit? I think he's going to be a scheme fit. You have to have a plan for him uh, for sure because that 247, he wears it well, in my opinion. But, I mean, he would either have to obviously get to the 255 mark or shred down to a 237 and be a big X. He's just not a physical guy, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued, I should say, more than interested in this um, pick here. I think they got great value for him sitting in the fifth round. So, you know, for Brevin Jordan and, and the quarterbacks and Collins, uh, getting Collins and, and Jordan were very two very good pickups for this offense. What would you grade the Texans draft? While I like the Collins and Jordan pick and obviously understand the Mills pick, the back end of it, I don't understand. So for me, I would have to say this is a C plus B minus style draft because they didn't have draft capital. So it's hard to get to an A when you don't have a first or second round pick. I think they did very good with what they did have. Um, Fifth and sixth round, I have question marks on just as I'm not as high on those two kids as I am on Brevin and Collins and Mills. So I think a B minus would be a fair, a fair grade right now. And three years from now, when these kids pan out, I might be absolutely too low or, uh, you know, I might be right on, on par. David Collins is a blessing to have you on. Uh, once again, follow him on Twitter at underscore at D underscore Turner 47 again at D underscore Turner 47. Thank you, David, for stopping by. Appreciate you guys having me. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. By the way, I really hope New Orleans make it to the play-in tournament. Lonzo Ball had a big night the other night, and the chemistry between him and Zion Williamson is amazing. You have a lot of over-unders that you can bet on, make extra money with the Pels or the rest of the NBA at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? 
choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. Come on, guys. We can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership. For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I think it's very important to uh, always get everyone's perspective before we really, um, I guess, cast our own judgment. And even with casting our own judgment, listeners and Cody, uh, and this is in regards to the conversation that we just had with David Turner, a former NFL uh, scout who has had over a decade, almost 20, 20 years of NFL scouting experience. It's, it's good to, you know, hear refreshing takes, whether you agree or disagree. Davis Mills, he is what he is, which is a, a complete question mark. You don't have too much. You got too little or it's not enough. You have a very small sample size. And that's what he's going to be for the next two years. But getting back to the conversation that John McClain started with the rookies, will or won't play however many snaps, the most hype that we should you know, have in regards to the rookies that were drafted, drafted definitely comes between Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. Nico took the 2020 season off due to COVID uh, precautions. And there were some things that I saw in the senior bowl and that it's pro day and senior bowl practices. And remember locked on had an opportunity to actually cover, get inside and look at the senior bowl. There were some things that I saw while looking at film on him a couple of months ago that I was like, you know what? I really didn't see that in Michigan. So the, 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 the taking off of a season because of COVID precautions may have actually helped him get better, may have not improved his draft stock. Houston got him in the third round. But overall, in the long haul, he could have gotten better because he took time off to get better at things that was uh, part of his weakness. Uh, But there are a couple of games that I would suggest people go watch to get your own uh, thought process of Nico Collins. I suggest fans go look at the Alabama game where he had four catches and 41 yards. And then I suggest fans go look at the Indiana game where he had six catches for 165 yards and the Penn State game uh, where he had six catches and 89 yards. Those are the you know three games total overall that I would suggest fans go look at because 
you can see his strengths and weaknesses in those games. And also understand this, Shea Patterson was his quarterback. John, after listening to what David Turner said, you go back and you take a look at what a lot of people have been saying about both Nico Collins and Davis Mills. And by the way, after listening to the interview that you and Mr. Turner did, I am very, I, I'm a little bit more intrigued to see what the Texans have in Davis Mills. And I'm excited about Nico. John, do you believe that, and I know it's probably going to take at least, what, two years in order for this statement to fully manifest, but do you believe that two years from now, we might be looking back and saying that the Texans came away with not one, not two, but three potential steals in this year's draft? Because if you think about it, when you take a look at Davis Mills and when you take a look at Nico Collins, you're talking about two people. If they would have waited and came out in next year's NFL draft, you're looking at two potential first round players. And of course, as you know, Brevin Jordan, who is, I believe, is probably going to be the most talented player out of the bunch. He was a projected third, second to third round guy. And the Texans got him in the fifth round. I understand this draft isn't what a lot of people originally wanted, but you cannot sit here and tell me that you are not at least somewhat intrigued to see how the future is going to play out between Davis, Collins, and Jordan. Yeah, we, I mean, we're always going to be intrigued as fans. Not not like this, follow though. follow the Texans. I mean, N not, we, not we, like we, this, we were, we were intrigued about Jonathan Gennar last year. We were intrigued about the possibility that Isaiah Kohler could be a good, well, not, not necessarily good, but he would have an opportunity to show that if he belongs in the league or not. You know, we were intrigued. You're always going to be intrigued. But I will say to your point that I believe you're making is what Nick Casario and the scouting team found in this draft, what they drafted, we are intrigued to see what they can do on this team simply because – how many times did we talk about the Texans' biggest question mark was quarterback? They drafted one. Whether we agree with him or not, they drafted a quarterback. Even with the wide receivers that were brought in, Nico Collins can be maybe, you know, a second or third option on this team. And then Brevin Jordan, absolutely, from what we saw on tape from Miami, he has the better tape of any uh, – tight end that Houston has drafted in a very long time. That's why we're so intrigued. They address their quarterback position that is awfully bad without Deshaun Watson uh, or average at best with Tyrod Taylor. Do we expect Andre Roberts to be a, a, a threat for this offense receiver-wise? No. Do we expect Isaiah Kohler to even get playing time this year? Not, not really at this point. We, we don't know what Houston has in mind. But they traded up for Nico Collins. That's what's big. They believed in him so much, they traded up to get him. Mainly because, and what you mentioned the other day, Cody, Nick Casario said the guys that we had high on our board were falling. I was also alerted before the draft, Houston really was high on Nico Collins. So they had to go get their guy. Brevin Jordan just flat out looks better than any tight end that Houston has on the roster at this time. That's why we're intrigued, because we believe they can come in and be impactful play. two out of the three can be impactful players day one two or three 
I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Thank you guys for checking in today's show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Unless you like the latest Mortal Kombat movie. If you're a fan of the latest Mortal Kombat movie, you don't really have to give me a follow. And if you liked it that much, where you feel personally attacked, well, say what you want, but it sucked. Once again, I'm your co-host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.